Hello, and welcome to this episode of Sticky Note Marketing. I am your host, Mary Zarnecki, and I am thrilled today to welcome our guest expert, Amanda Neely, today to the show. She is a small business and financial professional. She founded and ran Overflow Coffee from 2008 to 2018, and now she shares her experiential knowledge through podcasting and through developing personalized financial strategies for individuals and couples and profitability strategies for business. So if any of those sound interesting to you, this is the episode for you to tune into. Her specific goal, which I really appreciate, is that she wants to work with people to take charge of their cash flow, to leverage their assets, and increase their profitability in ways that would make their grandma proud. So I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty intriguing to me. So welcome, Amanda, to the show today. Good. Thank you, Mary. It's great to be here. So I know I gave a little bit of a background, but we were chatting before uh, we started recording about some of the things you've been working on and some of the ways that you came to where you are now. So I'd love it if you could just give a little additional perspective for our listeners about why it is you do what you do. Yeah, I never thought I would be a financial professional. I'm my I come from very humble beginnings. My parents were on public assistance when I was born. My mom went back to college in her 30s, late 30s to provide for our family. And I didn't even know like that financial professionals existed right as a kid. And but I like my parents were in credit card debt when I was in middle school and they were fighting about it. And I was like, I can't have you fighting about this. I sat my mom down at the kitchen table and we put together a plan and we'd, we'd sit down month after month to pay her bills and work the plan. I didn't know it was supposed to be hard, um, but I was an activist. I didn't want to see people fighting. I'd also made my parents start recycling around the same time. Um, and so I just kind of carried that forward into my life. I thought I knew um, how to make the world a better place. It's part of why we started a coffee shop um, to support coffee farmers, do good within our community, and really had a transformational financial journey during that time, realizing just how close to the edge of bankruptcy we had really become and worked with a great financial professional to walk back from that and mm-hmm. uh, get to a much better, more stable place and decided when we sold that business, hey, if this is going to change the world if more people feel more in control of their money and they have more stability. Um, they have that foundational wealth to get them through crisis or to help them take advantage of opportunities. So let, let's do this. Let's change the world in that way. I think it's so powerful what what you guys do because you know financial confidence financial knowledge is not something that we learn in business school or college or high school right so it's it's one of those things where it influences people's entire lives but yet we don't really walk away with any kind of foundational skills so when when you were going through that journey or when you're working with your clients now what are some of those indicators or flags that people might be noticing that it might be time to start thinking about <laughs> about their financial journey. Yeah. So there there does come a time when some people wake up and they see that they're on the edge um, and they can walk back from that. And there's a lot of great resources out there. Um, I'd I um, followed one of those big gurus myself for a long time and thought I was doing everything right. Um And, you know, did have a little bit of an emergency fund, but actually as starting a business, I realized a lot of those things don't apply to me anymore. Therefore, the average, you know, W2 worker, they're also written in the 80s and haven't been changed since then. I need to get, you know, something that's personalized for myself. And so that kind of 
I need something bespoke. I need something custom tailored um, is something that we look for a lot where people are saying, I'm done with conventional. I want something specific. And then also a little bit of that questioning of, am I just trusting on things that were created within the last 40 years? Or am I standing on true wealth wisdom that's stood the the test of the ages? Mm -hmm. Um, And people that want to get back to what our grandparents and our great-grandparents were doing um, love to talk with those folks. Um, and then also just people who are like thinking long-term, not just how am I going to make the next dollar, but how am I going to make sure that my next dollar also helps me get to 80, 90 years old with financial freedom then too. Mm-hmm. Now, I know in in working with your your own situation, as well as a lot of for your clients, you guys have actually developed your own method, the still method. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So what this, what, what we do find is even though we don't have this formal training Mm -hmm. related to budgeting or how to manage money, we do pick up a lot of things. And there's a lot that we know that we don't realize we know, or that it comes from intuition or just common sense. So the still method invites people to bring some of that inner knowledge out into the world. So for, um, let me break down what the still method is and maybe you'll start to see um, how that works. So it's an acronym S T I L L. If you have a sticky note, you might grab it and write this down as we go. Listen to Amanda, right? Sticky notes. (laughs) The S is for set your sights. This is where you remember your why you set your goals. You have your dreams, your vision, your values. Where are you going? What are you seeing for your future? Set your sights. That's what especially us entrepreneurs, we love to do, right? That dreaming type thing. Um, so then the T is track your in and out. See what's actually come into your bank accounts, into your financial sphere recently, what's come out. No judging, just noticing the any patterns there, um, how it's different than you know how you might've expected it to be, just noticing. And then the I is inspect your progress. Okay, is that in and out getting me closer to where I've set my sights? Now we're kind of comparing the S and the T and saying, am I making progress? Mm -hmm. And then the L, this is probably the hardest one, is to look for the 1% adjustment. It's kind of the Kaizen principle, which is popular for people to think about right now. What's the small thing that I could do that'll make the biggest impact in terms of seeing my dollars coming in and out, getting closer to where I want to go. And then the final L is live deliberately, actually put it into action. And it's kind of the scientific method, right? You have a hypothesis, you test it, you see what, what works, what doesn't that 1% adjustment. If you're wrong, it's, it's going to be okay, but you're going to get feedback. You're going to learn something. You'll try a different 1% adjustment, but also if it's great, then your next 1% adjustment can compound on top of that. And it's more like making a 1.1% adjustment, right? Because you're getting the extra compounding. And that also can show blind spots where you want to go learn rather than you pick up a book and you start learning things and you have to figure out how do you apply it. You can say, oh, here's where I've set my sights. Here's where it's not working right now. I'm not sure where my 1% adjustment is. And you can go find the information, do the research to inform where you'd want to go. And I feel like a lot of people start, you know, the opposite. They start with all the information and then start trying to figure out how does this apply to me rather than the other way around. So, and it also helps with your, your customizing then 
right? What, what's happening. It can become that bespoke financial strategies and um, how you're getting to your unique sites. You know, I just like fingerprints, everybody's got their own places. They want to go things they want to do, even if they're similar, right? This much passive income exit my business by this time and met this amount. The variations, they're all fingerprints, but they're still similar. Um, and But that allows that kind of evolution and involvement and without feeling like you have to get it all right at the beginning either, which is what stops a lot of people, especially former recovering perfectionists like myself. <laughs> I'm sure we have no one listening that falls into that camp, right? <laughs> right. Well, what I think is so brilliant about it is that personalization aspect, right? So many systems out there when it comes to personal finance or business finance are all or nothing. And it's complicated and there's all these different steps and different bank accounts you have to open and all of these things. And that can work and does work for people. But I think the way that you've approached the still method, and especially starting with that no judgment, let's just observe what's going on before we rush in and change a whole bunch of things. For me, like you said, I love that scientific method. Before we jump in and change everything in the system, let's just see what's going on in the system, right? Let's just observe this environment so that we can make the right changes first, right? That first 1% change, that first shift. Because if we change multiple things all at once, we don't know where the impact is coming from. So my little scientific marketing heart's very happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) You change one headline or one, yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, I, I was an undergrad in biology. And so I think that's why I love marketing is because we change one line and we Mm -hmm. see if it works. We change, you know, instead of changing all of these different things. So what do you see people who are interested in taking this control, whether they're in a bad situation or they're being proactive and they're actually in a good situation? Um, what do you see them doing wrong as that kind of first step? Yeah. My biggest beef with our industry and why I kind of see myself as an outsider, even still within the financial industry, is that a lot of financial professionals, they talk about taking control, but what they really mean is give me control. Mm. Start working with a financial professional, hand it over to them, and they'll tell you what to do. And I don't know, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't want to be told what to do. Um, I instead want to kind of see this industry more evolve into more like the coaching industry. Mm -hmm. We're drawing out of people what they really want to do, helping Mm -hmm. empower them with the right questions so that they can find their unique answers. And so if you're um, starting to work with a financial professional and they keep giving you answers Mm -hmm. or they keep telling you, well, let me do it for you. Then I think you're working with the wrong person. You want somebody we call them. I like to call ourselves financial allies. Someone's going to come alongside you, walk alongside you and help draw out what you know, empowering you with resources and knowledge and some of that information you need to find that 1% adjustment, but also letting you make the ultimate decisions Uh, when it comes to what you do and how you do it. That's such a good point, right? The person that's going to come in, especially if we're business owners or entrepreneurs or business leaders, we are going to feel like that loss of control is is a negative thing, right? We're going to feel it. And for a lot of us who are historically high performers probably feel that sense of, I should be able to figure this out on my own, right? So there may be some guilt associated with that. So I love that reminder of when you're talking to someone, look for someone that's going to be an ally, 
not your new boss, <laughs> not yep. your new yep. you know, director. So as, as people are thinking about what's going to be right for them, I know there's obviously like, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to figure it out or working with someone one-on-one or also potentially, you know, finding like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. Where do you see the options or where do you see some people need different kinds of support? Yeah, there it does. So as much as we want to like encourage people to figure this out, to go, you know, trust their own uh, knowledge and their own intuition here there, we also don't know what we don't know. So that's why it is important to have an ally that's going to help you find the questions you didn't think to ask. Mm-hmm. Right. But also we need in, to have access to people more than just one other person that's going to give us questions. We need community, people that are going to bring questions that even the ally didn't think to ask or different perspectives, other spins on it. And I happen to be part of and founder of a community where we're trying to create just that. And I've I've already learned things from the other people there. It's kind of a shared learning community. We call it the Wealth Wisdom Financial Community. And it's where we can encourage one another you know, to, to keep pursuing what we're doing, keep each other motivated, especially when things get hard, but also help each other find the right questions to be asking, bring questions that others can provide insight to and let you kind of find multiple perspectives, those kind of things as well. Rather than you go to Google, you're going to find competing information right through your search, (laughs) but you're not going to know who to trust or where they're really coming from and those kind of things too. I think, I think that's brilliant because like you said, sometimes we, we don't even know the right question to ask. So when we hear someone ask it, oh, that's, that's what I wanted to say. I just couldn't find the words or that's mm-hmm. what the thing has been bubbling beneath the surface. And I couldn't even really identify it for myself. So I've definitely had that experience in different, you know, as a member of a group in other ways. So I think when it comes to the financial conversation, it's incredibly valuable because, you know, especially as entrepreneurs and business owners, we don't necessarily know what we don't know. So having someone, you know, be that extra voice for us, is incredibly empowering. (laughs) Yeah. And we know we need that in terms of mentors, coaches. If we have a corporation, a board of directors that helps ask the questions we didn't think to ask or say, what are you not seeing? Mm -hmm. But we don't think of it that way with our money when that's probably, that's the thing that's fueling all the rest of it. Yeah. It's so interesting because I just had a conversation with, um, a large marketing team that was looking at bringing in some new marketing technology to their organization. And they were feeling very overwhelmed by the fact that, oh, no, we got to go out and research these things. We got to go talk to the salespeople or the reps from these different software or these different tool agencies. And where we landed was that, no, that, that wasn't their job. They have an IT group. They have people that are specialists in what the things are, right? What the right tool is going to be. But their job was really to pause and actually be able to describe what they wanted to do. Where do they want this to go? What kind of connections did they want this to create with their audience? And it sounds very similar to what you're saying is you don't necessarily have to figure out all the nuts and bolts because there are people who are specialists like you in this, but you do need to kind of come to the conversation with that first part of still, which is where do you want to go? What, what are you setting your sights? Yeah. And even if it's on a sticky note, where you just have a very specific, you know, question yeah. or statement of in 50 years, I want to be at, or in 10 years, mm-hmm. I want to have accomplished this. That works wonders when you have any kind of ally or mentor coach mm-hmm. in your corner to then say, okay, now 
let's talk about where you are now. Let's get into those details, yeah. but then now let's chart the path. Let's, let's make this the, how you might go about getting there, but also don't get lost in the, all the things you could do. What's mm-hmm. the next step? Right. Exactly. All those shoulds or options. Sometimes it's, it's a blessing to have a lot of options. Sometimes it's not so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for sharing your, your wisdom and your advice with us today. Any um, parting last minute piece of advice as we wrap up our, our interview today for our audience? Yeah. So there's, there's one more, what people are doing wrong kind of thing that I love to um, make sure I'm putting out into the world as well. And this is one of those things that was created in the eighties. It's now become, everybody just thinks it's true no risk, no reward. You got to speculate to accumulate. And that's not what our grandparents did. That's not the wealth wisdom. Um, There's a lot more to creating foundational wealth that then allows you to take risk in, you know, calculated risk. Mm -hmm. And so many business owners, people that are starting out or years and years in forget to keep that foundation, Mm -hmm. the dry powder, or the contingency funds. And I want to just encourage folks to never underestimate the power of foundational wealth and to make sure you're building that because that is what you can stand on mm-hmm. no matter come hell or high water. You've got that foundational wealth that's there for you and for your future. I think that's so important because, yeah, I mean, if you even look at the people who tout that idea of, yeah, speculate or go out there and invest in these risky things. If you really look behind the curtain, they've got their foundation set, right? So I think that's brilliant because it is, it is a good reminder, right? The generations that came before us that created a solid foundation did that with intention. That wasn't just by accident. Yep. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, I know that we may have given some people some great advice. Hopefully all of you guys listening have your sticky notes out and you've been taking notes, but if any other questions popped up, if people want to follow up, learn more from you, I know you have a wealth of information, no pun intended. Um, Intend your puns. (laughs) Where's the best people to, where's the best place for people to follow up with you and find you? Yeah. Everything's at wealthwisdomfp for financialpartners.com. Fantastic. And we'll make sure to be including that link as well as where to find Amanda online with the notes that go along with this episode. So thank you so much, Amanda, for sharing with us and giving us all of those sticky notes and walking us through the still method today. Thanks for having me, Mary. It's great to be here. Terrific. Well, I hope all of you got some value here. I know I did take those sticky notes and don't just let them sit there, right? Listen to Amanda, take action, take that one first step, even if it's just thinking about those goals, just thinking about being observant without being judgmental. So continue to subscribe, tune in for our next episode here in our guest expert series. And if you have a topic that you want me to find an expert in, let me know. Make sure to get in touch with us. You can reach us at support at maryzarnecki.com. We want to know what you want to hear more about in growing your business and the life that will support your big dreams. So see you on the next episode.